Radio Wonderland with me, Alison Wonderland. This is episode 57 of the show. I'm super excited to be here. I have a very special episode planned for you guys this week. 808s and Mates is back. It's been a while, but I have a new friend. His name is Crane, and he's joining me on the show today. We're going to chat a bit, and he's going to give us an exclusive mix. I can't wait to hear it. Anyway, no time wasted. Let's get straight into it. You're tuned in to Radio Wonderland. Welcome back to Radio Wonderland. Okay, cool. Yes, it's 808s and Mates with me, Alison Wonderland. I have a really special guest. We have a crazy story, which I'll share with you guys later, but um, he's an amazing producer from the Bay Area, from SF. And we've been going back and forth online for many years now. I'd say like four years or three years. This is Crane. He's got some crazy shit that he's... Like, your beats are insane. And, um, you know, when I first moved to the States and I was really discovering all the bass music from here, you were one of the people that I was listening to. And I actually wasn't sure how to pronounce your producer name because no for a while there was no vowel in there. Yeah. Okay. No but, oh man, I'm so stoked to have you. So, like, we first met because I think I DM'd you and said I loved your music. This was a long time ago. And you, okay, guys, I don't even know how to, like, set up this, this part of the conversation, but I had... And it's, there's going to be some people that laugh at me when I say this, but I'm not joking and... and, and Crane can, he can kind of have my back on this, but I was uh, playing a show in Texas and I was sitting in my hotel room and I had a, and I, I, we'd never met before. We'd only really spoken a few times about music and I had a crazy psychic thing happen to me where something told me to go and speak to him straight away about something quite specific and I did and I was right. And did I fuck you up on a spiritual level? That is my question. Uh, mildly fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird time in my life. And you reached out, and I think you said something like you had a psychic vision that <laughs> I was having a hard time and that you wanted to reach out and say something nice. And it was really nice. And it was like, and I think what I said had something, I don't remember specifically, but it had something, it freaked me out because it had something to do with your situation. Yeah, yeah. I was going through like a separation, which became a divorce because I'm old. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was a weird time in my life. And I got this random message from you, which I thought was really cool. And it actually, it actually brightened my day. I think it, really? it yeah. Cause I, I mean, like, you it, know, when you go through hard times, you, you feel really alone. And you know, anytime anyone just like out of the blue and unprompted without asking, you know, offers any kindness can be like, feel oh, really good. It was crazy. Cause I didn't know you, you were married. I didn't know you were even in a relationship. I didn't know that you're going through anything and I didn't know anything about it and it was just it kind of like weirded me out that there was like such as I don't know something overcame me and I had to 
you out of everyone in the world. I had to message you, and I'm really. <laughs> and I think around that time also, which is something that I think will lead into, is you made a pretty large risk in your life、uh, for your music. And、um, for anyone out there who you know is kind of working at home as a creative, and you know has a really strong. You know, feeling towards something. Listen to this story because honestly, you know, I think taking risks sometimes they don't pay off, but sometimes they do, and you don't ever want to think what if. So, tell everyone what you did. Yeah, so I was, you know, I was a full-time designer working in tech、um, since college. So, like eight years of doing that or so, and.、Um, You know, right around the time you messaged me, I actually I had quit my job to do music full time probably a few months before. And、um, yeah, no, I mean my story of like getting into this is pretty weird. And there's not a whole lot of people I've talked to that you know share a thing like this where I got into producing not from being a fan of electronic music. It just sort of it just sort of happened organically. Started you know checking out what's going on SoundCloud and making beats and stuff、um, outside of work. And、um, yeah, it just it started like picking up energy or something like that. I remember I got like a booking request, and it was just really confusing because again, like I mean, I think most people in my position they go to shows, you know, they're fans,、um, you know, they look up to these artists, and so when they start to pursue music, like they already have a vision of where they want to get to. Whereas when I started doing this, I had no clue what was going on. I didn't go to shows. I didn't really listen to electronic music till pretty recently.、Um, I just got into producing and like hip hop beats and making it for fun. And then like you know the booking started coming in and it it started becoming like a semi regular thing.、Um, and over the course of probably like a year to two years of doing this outside of work, I realized like hey, there's a career here. And、um, you know, finally worked up the courage to quit my job. But yeah, it was it was scary at first.、Um, you know, and I think for people out there that are in a situation where they're not doing you know between nine and five what they want to be doing with their career is just you know that's okay. Like I think it can be really stressful to feel like you're spending all your time doing something you're not passionate about. But at the same time, I think you know there's a lot of good that comes out of that too. Like learning how to work. Because、mm-hmm. even when you make the shift and you make your passion your job, it becomes a job. Like at first, there's this like super high of like, oh my god, I just turned this hobby into my job. I'm making music, I'm touring. But like after a year or two of doing that, it becomes normalized, and that's the weirdest thing. Is you know, you see like DJs or producers complain about like touring or whatever on Twitter, and there's this backlash from people like, oh, you shouldn't complain. It must be so hard to be like a DJ and a musician. But like the fact of the matter is, is like everything becomes normal, and so the weirdest. Takeaway for me was like you know now I'm doing this full time and I've been doing it for like two years that you know it has normalized and I need to catch myself and remind myself like this is awesome and like make more time for like the fun parts because you know it's be- it's becoming like a job and like that's the whole fear and I think why a lot of us do this is because we don't we don't really want a job. Well, I honestly the reason I do it was just because I love it and I don't th- I I don't know I'm a trained musician so like I've always kind of. Of、uh, only really known music, you know, and I think there's something that you did say that I think is super important. If you were transitioning from like a nine to five to working, this is you learn work ethic, you learn discipline on yourself to actually sit down and do it. Whereas my discipline came from sitting down doing scales for like six hours a day. Yeah. So it, yeah, I think like, but I think if it personally, if if this was ever spoke, like if this ever fully felt like work to me, I, it would feel weird because I think art is still. 
self-expression. Which leads me to my next question. You said, you mentioned to me earlier, you are working on music now, which is the music you really, really want to make. And I feel like that is when you're going to reach a point where you're like, this is... Yeah. This is coming from like a really passionate place. What can you describe like where where you're heading or like the music you genuinely want to make? Well, I mean, like, again, like the whole electronic thing and like making beats and stuff. It was like a quick education for me. And so, so much of like my process has been trying to figure out like, what is my identity? Like, what do I want to make? And, you know, came out with this album, like, I don't know what last October or something and it was full of you know more EDM and electronic leaning stuff which you know I still love and I still love DJing and I still love listening to and it's so fun to make but you know what was interesting is like when I kind of finished producing or get off work per se like the stuff I was putting on at home to like get re-inspired by was so different and I you know part of that's just like you need to refresh your palate or whatever you need to give your ears a break but part of it was also like hmm I wonder you know, I've always tried to integrate more sounds outside of electronic music into what I do. And what if I take that to its logical conclusion, you know, and still make music that feels danceable, that feels energetic, that like someone could conceivably DJ, but like just kind of forget about that stuff a little bit and really just, you know, work on the tunes that I want to work on. So, yeah, yeah I'm well, starting that process. OK, that's a great uh, way for me to ask because I wanted you to curate, you know, a few tracks before you do a, a mix for us and you guys listen to this after the interview. But um, what I, I want to hear, like, a, a like, give me three songs or actually just one. You come home and you want to listen to the music you really want to listen to that is really actually starting to inspire your new stuff. G give me one track because we'll play that for everyone to kind of have a listen to, uh, you know, what's what's kind of sparking your fire right now. Oh, man, that's that's tough. OK. Okay, one track. You walk in, you're like, I'm going to put this on. Because I understand the cleansing of the palette when I was writing my album. I would not, I wasn't listening to any other music because I was just so ingrained in that. But if I did, it was like Tame Impala or like, like old Tyler, the creator, or, you know, like something that completely was unrelated to what I was doing. Totally. Um, God, it's so hard to pick one. Okay, give me three. All right, I'm going to give you three. Okay, okay. and we're going to play them. So Daniel Caesar, it's an old song of his called Violet. Okay, and why, why, why do you love this song? It's, it reminds me of like two things that I really love. And one of them is it's got this like Radiohead kind of feel with the chords. And that's like, for me, very nostalgic. Yes. But it's, it's got his singing, which is something that I only recently got into, which is this more R&B style. Radio Wonderland with Alice in Wonderland.
So there's that one. Um, so one is this guy, Lauren, L-O-R-N. Oh, yeah. And um, he is someone that has always been super inspirational in terms of how he captures, like, emotion just through the sound design and the aesthetics um, of his music. And he's got a song called Ice, and that's super inspiring for me. So the last one, I don't know why I love this song so much, but I think it's it like harkens back to something nostalgic from like growing up. Well, I didn't grow up in the 80s, really, but I got super into like 80s pop. And there's this band called the 1975 and their yeah. song Somebody Else. It just I don't know what it is. It reminds me of like prom night in an 80s movie or something they, they, like seriously, that. Seriously, the 1975 remind me of In Excess. Or like, like, do you know In Excess? Yeah. They give me like this, this, uh, when I've listened to them and when I've watched him perform, I've been like, okay, like I can see that you're very inspired by like 80s pop, but like the kind of, you know, indie, like in excess vibe. Do you? And it's, yeah, it's so cool because it's, it's new, but it sounds like classic. Yeah. It sounds like it's been around and on like repeat for 20 years. It's like literally the last. Um, band I would have thought would come out of your mouth but really? I like it and I'm, I respect it. <laughs> but this it. is what I listen to and I'm like I'm, yeah. okay the EDM's done like I'm off tour I'm done no, producing for the day. That's me with Lana Del Rey. Yeah. I do the same thing. Dude she's great. Just like no, emotional I love her so songs. much. She's like a really big like I love her. She's one of my favorite ever pop stars for yeah. sure. She's so like there's this sense of nostalgia and classic. Totally. It's crazy because she's got this like really cinematic music that's so classic over these rap beats. Yeah. And like, who the fuck? Like, what a genius. Yeah, her music's it, it weirds me out sometimes. Sometimes I get this like weird David Lynch, like Americana. Oh, she's vibe super David Lynchy. Yeah. I get and, like, it. Like, what was the like music video? I think it was for video games with all mm-hmm. the like truckers and stuff. Oh no, that was uh, with the truckers. Yeah. That no video games was like all this like nostalgic like. Um, Home video. Okay, stuff. not video games. I forget the. I forget what song. Are you talking about the one where she's like on a motorbike? Yeah. Um, I think that's Born to Die. I'm not sure. Okay, might be that. I don't know. I'm really bad with song names, which is a weird thing for a DJ to be really bad with song names. Hey, but I am. It's all good. Yeah. 
No, that's cool. I'm really excited because now I'm kind of starting to form like the sound of what you're doing in my mind from what you've played, which is like the down tempo electronica with songs that's like kind of more indie. Totally. And that is like exciting to me because, you know, Radiohead, even though you didn't say Radiohead, they're one of my favorite. I hear like Jaipol, probably、mm-hmm. you love. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, so like the question for me now is how to take these moods that are from artists like this and not like I'm introducing them to a new crowd, but like make them fit within something that feels more modern in terms of electronic music、mm. and like the rhythm and the beats of like trap music and stuff like that. So you're going to just be the male Lana Del Rey? That I feel like I'm not yes, that is, to be that, but okay. That is your new name. You are now the male. Lana Del Crane. Wow! wow. Lana Del Crane, and I'm Lana Del Rave. There, wow. Wow. You just come up with that. No, you didn't. I actually made that my Twitter name last year. Yeah. And that then, was way too good to just be off the cuff. No, I literally made that my Twitter name for about a month last year. It was my favorite thing. I think I might go back. If, okay, you know what? If you guys are listening on,、uh, to Radio Wonderland right now, you think I should change my Twitter name to, at,、uh, to Lana, not at, because it's always going to be at A Wonderland because I want to just keep retweeting my tweet. Your body is at A Wonderland to John Mayer so he <laughs> notices me. But.、Um, <laughs> If you think I should change my name for like a couple of weeks to Lana Del Rave again, let me know because I'm into it. Hashtag Radio Wonderland. And also, you know, let us know what, you know, maybe some, some tracks like that Crane has mentioned, like some other suggestions of tracks you think that's in, the, in that style. Maybe like tweet it at me and Crane. What, give, give everyone your Twitter handle.、Uh, Twitter, it's, well, so this is fucked up because it's, can I wait? Yeah, can you I can just, say Con.、Okay, I can say, really? I mean, you can't. Sometimes they bleep it out. But、yeah. on my first ever 808s and Mates interview, it was with Skrillex, and I made him say cunt like five times.、Hmm. Okay, I'm not going to say in that. In Australia,、word. it's chill. Okay. Well, but this is in America. So, so my, my producer name used to be K R N E, which was an awful idea. Kryn. Kryne. Carnage. Yeah, I never knew how to no say it. No one knew how to say it. And I always felt so bad because like, fans would be arguing. And I would just be like, you're all right. This is any way you want to say it. So I can't switch the Twitter name or I lose that little blue check mark. Really? So it's K R N E music. Wait, why can't they, they switch mine over twice? Really? All right, you have to put me in touch with your, your person there. I've actually seen people tweet at me and they put like a little blue thing next to their name and they're trying to make it a check, which I respect. I respect the hustle and keep,、mm-hmm. keep, it, keep it moving, guys.、Um, cool. Okay, this leads me on to my next thing. You and I were just eating Mexican food at a place I don't want to tell you guys where it was because I always go there and you'll just literally see me chowing down every day there. So just know that we enjoyed a really lovely meal at some. Non specific Mexican spot.、Uh, yeah, so we were talking earlier about something that I feel very strongly about, which is the connection or,、uh, that people have made over the past few years、uh, between DJs and producers. I've always said I don't think DJs and producers are the same thing. I feel very strongly about that. I feel like you can hone both skills and you need to be musical to be able to do both well,、um, but they're not the same thing and don't get it twisted. Because I know some amazing DJs that don't produce, I know some amazing producers that can't DJ. And you were telling me that you, when you started out with your production, you were kind of shocked when someone asked you to DJ. 
Oh yeah, it was super bizarre. Like I didn't go to shows, I didn't go to festivals, so I didn't understand that like producers, like the way fans were gonna engage with you as a producer, like in a live venue was gonna be through DJing. So I remember I got this like booking request for this tiny show in SF. And it was like super confusing. I was, I like the only DJs I had actually seen live were at weddings or like a bar mitzvah or something. <laughs> and so I remember just being perplexed by it. Like, what do you mean you want me to DJ at this show? And I thought it was so ridiculous. Um, I wound up taking it just, I, I felt like I was going through a quarter life crisis or something. And I was like, you know, if I just say yes to this and force myself to go do it, this will at least be a funny story. Like I had no idea that this would be like a career or this was the <laughs> first step. That was like not the intention at all. Played like the worst show possible because I had to learn to DJ in like two weeks. Whereas like I was pretty adept as a producer. Yeah, but they're different things. But they're different things. Like Guys, if you're a guitar being player a DJ, at home, like is like knowing every track back to front, like knowing how to mix it in properly. Oh yeah, like, and there's all these buttons and like grids. Imagine of when there was vinyl, mate. There was no CDJs. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't even know what that's like. Imagine, I no and I said this earlier. I used to carry around a suitcase. That's a crazy. Suitcase. Yeah. With I wouldn't be a DJ if I had to carry a suitcase. It was like a little wheelie, and like other DJs will know what I'm saying. That who have been there, like it was like this. This company that made like DJ gear and it was like a wheelie, like square kind of suitcase thing with a the long mm. handle. And like I would wheel it around and then you'd open it up and the, the logo would glow in the dark. It's very ravey. Anyway, sorry, yes. Mm. Yeah. Where so were you we? you were DJing uh, two weeks after you got this gig. Yeah. And you're I think this is a good thing to tell people, like DJing is not producing. No, it's not. It's totally different. And like that's the weird thing like I came from a music background too like I grew up playing guitar and bass and like when you're at home writing songs on the guitar you're fully prepared for the moment you get on stage and you do the exact same thing which is play guitar yeah. but like spending 10 hours a day in front of Ableton like learning Imagine how to produce and making a show beats like that. well that's what I always joke I was like no one wants to see producing live like that no. would just be you listening to my snare sample for like you know 20 minutes while I eat. maybe you it. just play your album and stand next to it yeah well, I was thinking just going like live, like starting a beat and just they can for an hour listen to me try to make a beat. That's great. But there would be like five producers in the audience like from Reddit who were like totally Dude. into it and everyone else would hate it. Oh, man. So like, yeah. you have to, Shout like, out Reddit, by the way. Oh, they're the, like the best people. I love you. The Re best people. Yeah. And some of the worst. Yeah. I was, I was saying earlier, like sometimes you just go to work twice as hard because of just you want the Reddit kids to realize it's not, you know. They will be honest with you. Yeah. They will be very honest. And I, like I appreciate it. that. Shout out Reddit Trap. Oh, our Shout trap. Shout out our trap. Yeah. I joined Big it time. for a second and then I got overwhelmed because <laughs> I don't know how to use it. But I do, I, I promised you guys two instrumentals. And if you're listening, I will send you those instrumentals. You can't break that promise. No, I won't. You'll be excommunicated. Well, I don't want to because I love those guys. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I mean, okay. Is there a track right now that you've released that you really love that you've made? Like, oh man. I want, I want you to show everyone, like, the one you feel most connected to. Not even love, just feel most connected to. The one I feel most connected to. Like, when you're to. playing it at a show and you're like, yeah, I fucking made this. You know, oh, God, that's so hard. Is it? Yeah. I it mean, is. like, I've, okay. I've heard these songs so many... I'm, like, pulling out my phone to try to remember what songs I've even made. I mean, there's, there's the songs that I know audiences feel most connected to, but, like, the one I do, I don't even DJ. There was a song I wrote with this guy, Saints, called Numb. And, like, for me, that's the one I feel most connected to. But I've never even DJed it once. You should. 
Actually, know. you know it what? This, it doesn't fit. That's I feel that there's like um, I never play games. This is a song that a lot of people know. I've never played it really in a set. I've played it a few times, but I just it doesn't fit with my life stuff. Yeah. And there's another song I wrote called One More Hit. And I've never played it live ever. I've never played that song live, and I'm sorry about that, guys, because people keep asking me to play it. But it literally, like, just doesn't fit in my set. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it, it feels it's too and it's too intimate, maybe for me. Sometimes I feel like we write music for different contexts. Yeah, it doesn't have to all be for the live context. Yeah, you know, because like music's personal and like no, it's people, crazy. Yeah, I have like two EPs. Well, I have one EP, two albums. And then an EP that I made under a different name, plus three songs I made under that other name. God, I okay. Gonna... I just thought of a song. Okay, get it. Okay, play moving. It's like an older one, but I feel like whether or not I love this song anymore because I've heard it so many times. Like that, that definitely was a song where I felt like, hey, I'm bringing something kind of different to electronic music. That yeah. was one of the first moments where I was like, okay, maybe I got something here. Sick. Okay, we're gonna play moving. No, still no one's guessed where that sample is from, by the way. What is it from? You want to tell us? No. Can I have an exclusive? I will tell you after the record button's off. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you might get sued? No, I just like the idea that no one knows still. Oh. And no one's guessed it. You know what? Maybe they're not. If it is, you know what I'm going to do when you tell me? I have a segment called The Wonder Years where I play throwback music. So I might sneak it in there the next right. few weeks. Cool. So listen out, guys. This is Radio Wonderland with Phallus in Wonderland. in Wonderland. Sick. Well, you know what, guys? I hope you enjoyed my 808s and mates with Crane. He's an amazing dude. Some, he also just got a text message, <laughs> so he's also clearly very popular. And um, up next is an amazing exclusive mix from Crane for Radio Wonderland. This is Alice in Wonderland and Crane signing off. Thank you, you so much, guys. Thank you. Link up with us with hashtag Radio Wonderland. Don't tell me I'm changing, baby. When you're the one I'm changing for Don't tell me I'm changing, baby When you're the one I'm changing for Changing for 
Radio Wonderland with Alice in Wonderland.
with hashtag Radio Wonderland. Just bought a Cadillac, took a 
to the top, top, got the damn top, drop two color flip flop in the red lollipop. Me. Rich boy, silly, quick, boom, niggas wanna take shit tight, no stick, just bought a Cadillac Throw some D's on that bitch, just bought a Cadillac Throw some D's on that bitch, just bought a Cadillac Rich boy, silly, quick, boom, niggas wanna take shit tight, no stick, just bought a Cadillac Throw some D's on that bitch, just bought a Cadillac Throw some D's on that bitch, just bought a Cadillac Alright guys, this is Alice in Wonderland on Radio Wonderland. You just heard an exclusive guest mix by Crane. I want to give a special thank you to him for being on the show with me today. Also, I wanted to take a second to mention that I have some very exciting shows coming up around the United States of America. To see if I'm going to be playing in a city near you, you can head over to my website, alisonwonderland.com, and see the stops I'm going to be making. Hopefully, it's near your city. I can't wait to see all your beautiful faces. If you can't be bothered to go on my website, just go to my Instagram, and on my saved stories at the top, there is one called Shows, so you'll be able to see there and swipe up for tickets and all that jazz. And now, with that, I'm Alice in Wonderland. I'll see you guys next week. I love you all. Peace. Alice in Wonderland.